Hey, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast with today's guest, Janet Terrace Larrick. So today is going to be exciting. It's part one of part two. So you're going to enjoy today's episode and then next time you'll see how Janet and I get naked. Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today, our guest is somebody very special and somebody I've been trying to get, I don't know, it seems like almost a year since I've been going back and forth, messages, trying to get a hold of her because she's so busy, so popular. So it's Janice Terrez Larrick. She's from Oakland, California. She's at B. Rosie Salon. She's the host of The Rosie Show. So she does her Facebook Lives, I think, every day, sometimes a couple of days. She's Guy Tang's hair bestie. She's an Olaplex advocate. She's fun. She's adventurous. She's gorgeous. But above all that, she's real. So I want to introduce you to Janet. <laughs> so oh, my hi. God. What a beautiful <laughs> intro. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, but that's all you. That's all you. <laughs> wow. I've, been, I've been following you, I think, since ever I've been on Facebook, just watching you grow, seeing the things that you've been doing, the education, which is one thing I think we're going to talk about previously. One big thing was about education. We can talk a little bit later in, in the program. But I know you kind of want to bring light to some topics and things like that. And that's what we're going to do. So we're just going to jump in and kind of tell us a little bit about your personal story, Janet. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, this month, uh, believe it or not on Halloween, I will be celebrating 40 years, um, behind the chair. Uh, I could start with, uh, I did start off at Betty's fluff and puff doing a uh, shampoo sets and perms. And I will never regret that. That set a, a strong precedence of, uh, hard work. <laughs> <laughs> um, taught me, taught me a lot of skills that I'm still using today, believe it or not. Yeah. So how did you know when you wanted to become a hairstylist? You said, that's for me, or maybe it wasn't. So what's your story on that? Believe it or not, I, was, um, I graduated early from high school, and I thought I wanted to be a chiropractor. Oh, because uh, yeah. <laughs> so hairdressing and Kai, they're the same, right? Yeah, that, that's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think the chiropractor thing was just, uh, I, I fooled around with everybody's hair in high school. I was cutting the Charlie's Angels haircuts in the girls' bathroom. You know, the girls would go in there to smoke, and I went in there with these silly, I got these Diane's shears. Do you remember those? Mm, uh, probably i know the diane pins uh bobby pins okay yeah so they yeah. Made so same also. same company yeah okay yeah <laughs> and they're they're you know they're probably something you would use in beauty school so you can just like tear them up but uh yeah i i would cut hair in um the girls bathroom and um i didn't know what i was doing but i just thought well if it's gonna go this way let's just cut downwards anyways i was <laughs> about hair but I was told by my mother and father, you're probably not going to make any money doing that. How are you going to survive? That's just kind of a hobby. And my dad lived right near a, a very famous chiropractic school. So I said, okay, well, then I guess I'm going to chiropractic school. So I wasn't really passionate about it. I just thought it was a way of survival. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? 
Exactly. Because I know even for myself, you know, when I said I was going to do hair, it wasn't my first choice. I thought at least because for me, um, I'm used to being on stage. So if I couldn't be an actor, I thought at least if I do hair, I can get my foot in the door. So of course, you know, when at first when I went home, I said, you know, I'm going to be an actor. And then my parents are like, get a real job. So I thought, okay, I'll do hair. So when I said I'm going to do hair, that was even worse than being an actor. So until, until I started getting on stage, doing years of competition, then became a platform artist, then became a celebrity stylist, brand ambassador, doing all that kind of stuff, and then talk show host. But everybody has their own story. And it's kind of weird because we all think, you know, oh, we were just born to do hair. But not everybody, I think, is. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I truly was. I um. I came back home from uh, chiropractic school with my licking my wounds because mm -hmm. I realized I had to do medical school on top of it. And I truly knew I didn't want to do that. Um, but I came back home to California from Iowa mm -hmm. and I, um, my mom had broke her hip and subsequently I needed to take care of her. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take a little drive by that beauty school. There was something pulling me there. And I mean, it really wasn't 100% heart set on going, but I went in there and spoke with the, the owner. It was like one of these private schools and she wheeled me in like a car dealer. She's like, okay, well, we got you signed up. You're coming, you're starting on such and such date and um, we can possibly get you a grant. And I thought, oh my God, I'm driving home with like blood, sweat and tears. Like what? I'm <laughs> Yeah, it sounds it sounds like everything was like a whirlwind. It was all of a sudden you just yeah. came in to get more info. You're yeah. leaving already signed up and ready yeah. to go, and you're like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm doing this." <laughs> so how? So as a student, how was school for you? It's funny. I really loved it. Um, I dived in. I'll never forget Miss Sharon. She was like um, kind of a militant educator, but at that point in my life, I needed all this structure because I grew up in a very hippie household up in the Bay Area and I had no structure. And I, I really liked her and I thought, okay, I, I'm kind of liking this. And until she handed me some blue rods and told me to wrap a doll head in 20 minutes. <laughs> um, these little tiny <laughs> and I thought, what? What are you doing me? Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm never going to be able to do this. And... <laughs> So yeah, no, but I think in school, yeah, the blue rods are the, you know, those, the blue and yellow rods are the, you know, the, I think the tiny, I mean, with us, we have, they go like red, red are like the tiniest, tiniest, the like, exactly, they're like half the size of blue, <laughs> and I remember in school, a lot of them would want you to, you know, cut their hair first, and then wind it after, so they didn't lose any perm, but of course, they got you to cut it so, so short, like even a blue rod was... <laughs> ping the the rollers were were coming out <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. four perm rats later and term solution oh i could it's all coming back to me wow. I, yeah exactly because i know in my school they you know if you were booked to a perm you were booked for the whole half a day like you, yeah. know, I mean, you have one client for half the day and and that was that was it you know it's it's yeah. it's amazing thinking back it's kind of bringing memories for myself 
yeah. too. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like, wow. Cause the same, like, like you, I graduated high school early. I went to hairdressing school early. So I was very young. I'd actually worked in a salon since I was 14. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, school, school can be, be crazy, but you were just on a vacation. So you were on an Olaplex holiday. So, but I'm going to jump into that after. We're not going to jump into that now. Something I want to ask you first, you being someone who's proclaimed to be shy and, <laughs> but yet you had the Janet show. <laughs> so how did that kind of come about with doing all these lives? <laughs> I know it's, it's truly evolved. Um, I will say I started off. Do you remember Periscope? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I I uh, I started watching other people's periscopes, and I was really enjoying them. And I saw that people were truly being um, real and sharing real stories about behind the chair. Um, some people I was following that were cooks and. Um, just cooking at home, you know, basic stuff. They weren't ours or anything. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really, it truly, hate to use the word resonated because it's not really that, but I just felt at home watching these other people talk. And I thought, you know what? I think I have something to offer at this stage of my career. Um, I've, I've had a past where, yes, I've, I've been an educator, but I always been kind of in the background and kind of shied away be, um, being on stage and whatnot. Um, but I felt like Periscope was a, a way where um, I was a little safer, if you will, um, just being behind my phone and being able to talk to people. And then I was getting this great response from fellow hairdressers, people from like basically all around the world. Um, I'll tell you short, uh, in a short story, my first Periscope, I was doing my very first balayage on my sister after taking a, a two-day course. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Hopefully you guys will find it funny. I, um, I kept trying, you know, to get the the phone correctly. And, you know, my sister, you know, family's always your toughest critic. <laughs> Hold it this way. Quit saying, um, and this and that. And I was super nervous. And I said, well, I want to share this. I'm so excited. I just learned how to balayage and I want to share it with people that it's not that scary. And let's do this. Well, we kept having this person come on. That I thought their I thought their name was Fred, but it was Frida. <laughs> and she's in London. And I kind of thought, oh my gosh, who's this creeper? Like, is this some weird guy that keeps in? It was just this one person that kept coming back on my periscope. No one else, which was fine. I didn't have a mm -hmm. follower yet. I just was trying this out. And um, you know, it turns out finally this person messages me and says, No, my name is Frida and I live in London. And we created a friendship over this. I've got, we got to where we both knew we loved Guy Tang. We both loved the whole collection. It was crazy. But from that point, I felt more comfortable um, doing lives and sharing and not worrying about if, you know, someone wasn't going to like it or if it wasn't good enough. It, it was just me doing my thing. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing to get out there. And I was one of the same, like you, one of the first people on Periscope. 
But now I think with Periscope, it's kind of faded out a little bit just because more people now are doing Instagram, you know, live or Instagram TV. They're also doing Facebook Live. And then there are other platforms, even even YouTube streaming uh, as well. So some people are getting away from Periscope. I still have my audience on Periscope, but I haven't really been on in, in such a long while. But the nice thing was, is yes, you could interact. So you do your thing and the feed would come up and people, you could interact directly with people all around the world. And like you say, you meet these people, you meet these friends, you have them there. And probably too, with your Facebook live, you're getting the same thing. Some people that you know, will subscribe to your live updates. So whenever you go on, they know you're on, they'll say hi, they'll know what's going on in your life. But the thing I like about your Facebook's live is you are real. You're not made up. You don't try to inflate yourself. You don't try, you're just a real person and say, these are my, my struggles. These are my issues. This is the way it is. You know what I mean? And you say exactly where you're at, not I'm the best hairstylist in the world. I'm the best person in the world. I do this. I do that. I do that. I mean, because obviously everybody has a great life on Facebook. (laughs) Pictures, right? But but people, I think they really want to know because they want somebody that they can relate to. And that's why with the Hairstyle Empowerment Podcast, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for real people to empower other people in the community to knit us closer, knit us tighter, that It's not all, not everybody wakes up and they're celebrity stylists. Not everybody wakes up and they're overnight success on Instagram. Not everybody, it takes years and years of hard work. And you know yourself, because from your work from, you know, in the past to as it grows, your work is amazing now. It was good before, but you can see that you're growing. You can see that you're learning. And one thing that we want to talk about is education. So I kind of want to get your viewpoint on education, how important education is, some education you've done. So just the whole topic of education will go through. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be here for hours if we talk about it. That's okay. We'll, we'll have to have a, a mini series, <laughs> a five-part a five series with, with, with Janet. <laughs> we'll have to, you know what we should do? We should do a weekly, a weekly Facebook Live. We can co-host and we'll talk. So we'll set it up after. So you guys okay. have heard it first because I lured her in. <laughs> Friday night. So Janet and I will once a week on the Hairstyles Empowerment Podcast page, we will have, we'll set a topic for the week. So if you guys have ideas, what you want us to talk about, um, Janet and I will kind of um, go at it. We may have a set, we may have the same opinion. We may have a different opinion. We'll kind of answer your questions and we'll um, go for, for each. I'm excited now. <laughs> I am too. And I, I, I'm going to sound super corny, but you're going to make me cry. You <laughs> struck a chord in my heart. And I've been, you know, my husband, my son, they're like, Jenna, you should do a YouTube channel. You should do that. You should do. And honestly, I've been searching for some way to share my passion about education without sounding like I'm trying to sell someone's class or sell a brand or a manufacturer. And I found it. Thank you. You did. So now you're, now you're doing, and it's great. So maybe we'll move even to do a Facebook streaming. I actually did a hair, uh, um, an empowerment podcast for empaths as well. So I did that with Angie Atkinson, who has a following of 55,000 people. So we do, used to do that. We used to do that every week. So yeah, we'll, we'll, 
we're not going to worry about the numbers. We're just going to be on Facebook Live once a week. So whenever Janet and I can work out a time together, we'll be on the same day, same time, every week. You can always catch us both and then uh, put in your questions and we'll get all that out there. So now let's get back to education because you have okay. so much knowledge and we just want to pick your brain. <laughs> and you should. You should. <laughs> I, there, there's a... Many, many years of it, and I, I was just, as soon as you said education, I tried to think back on when I really started with um, extended education, and oh my gosh, it's got to be back in the 90s, um, and I'll try to go through this real quick. I worked at a salon that had, um, we were called a grand salon for Sebastian. Do you remember those? At yeah, so, so is that like an elite where you carry yeah, all Sebastian you products? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went to this really nice one. And um, I went to their salon for special quests all the time. Uh, and it would be like Schwarzkopf and uh, a lot of different brands that they had. But uh, Sebastian was one of the main ones. And at the time, Sebastian was just something else like i just was so attracted to them um robert labetta like he's one of my all-time like amazing artists but anyway i would ask all the time like oh is there other classes that you guys can go oh well, um, every year these vacation over here in woodland hills for free um you just had to pay for your hotel at sebastian and normally these classes now, this is back in the 90s. We're like $1,500. So what? Would that be like $5,000? I don't know what. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, free? And I think I worked with 40 plus other hairdressers at the time at the salon. And mm -hmm. I always was the one to go. And I felt kind of bad. I was like, doesn't anybody else want to take this? And it was usually a plus one. So whoever was my assistant at the time um, got to go with me. You know, And they were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I... I thought, what the heck? Why doesn't anybody else want to go? And I'm not putting down others, but I just didn't understand. I had such a thirst for more knowledge. And people started questioning me, like, why are you always going to education every weekend? Or this, you know, where are you going? And why are you doing this? And I started asking myself that because it was on my days off. And I, what I started to do was take Tuesdays off because on Sunday and Mondays, I was always in these classes. Um, and I didn't want to get started was, you know, working at a salon that offered these free education. And then, oh my gosh, you know, I saw was offering it, you know, you could go down right here, living in California, you could go right here to Santa Monica and take cutting classes. And, um, oh my gosh. And then I finally became an educator um, with Davines and we were co-oping with Sassoon and they kind of they sparked another one in me where I just wanted to get other education and kind of go more non-branded as everybody's saying now but get education from other ways and pay for it yes it's really expensive it can be it can be you know I don't know a lot of the classes I've taken in the last few years will be a thousand dollars but they're two days and what happens after way after sometimes maybe a couple of years down the road is you explode with all this creativity because you went to these classes and expanded 
hate to say all this, but your mind, right? Mm -hmm. It's like so exciting just to be educated. And um, I hope everybody that's watching this, uh, I, I'm pretty sure everybody that watches your show likes to go to classes and stay educated. So that's really good. Um, but I'm definitely an advocate for furthering your education and finding, sometimes I'll go take a class that I'll get invited now, which is so amazing someone canceled their ticket or they can't go they're like oh call that janet girl she'll always go she, mm -hmm. you know she's like she'll go to any class and i will and um i my first class i got invited to they you know they said oh there's no charge because this person can't come was braiding and i never thought in a million years well now i love to braid and i i keep wanting to conquer oh i need to do this four strand braid and and still people ask me well why are you trying to learn that well, because it's exciting and new, mm -hmm. and it's it's something that's um, it makes my Instagram look prettier. It makes my clients look prettier. My clients are, I think, my clients are more excited than I am. They're already asking me, "What did you learn this weekend?" I'm like, "Hold on, I've gotta like, <laughs> I gotta think about it still." Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and, and that's a way too, because the clients do like the more you educate yourself, the more you. Um, the more you do grow. And like you say, you expand your mind and things like that. Because one big question, um, it's in sort of relation to, I believe, um, education is in belief into this question. I see a lot in, in Facebook groups, a lot of hairstylists ask, what do you charge? But the thing is, what I charge and you charge are totally different things. So my opinion on this is we all have our own education. So we've educated at, to a certain level. I trained with a world champion under the Vidal Sassoon system. You know, I mean, I've done stage work. I'm celebrity stylist. Somebody out of school. And two, I'm in a different area. I'm in Toronto, Canada. You're in the U.S. Like, so if I do a haircut and you do a haircut, so it's going to be different. My overhead is different than your overhead. Your training is different than my training. So that's why I say just because one person charges this much doesn't mean the other person should or needs to, you know? It's, so I'd like to have your opinion on pricing. Okay. Another, um, uh, very, uh, whoo, close subject to my heart right now. I, um, and I'm going to be really raw and honest here. I just changed um, locations. I'm still in the same city. I'm still in Claremont. Um, I work in a college town, and we have a lot of educators here. We have a lot of old money. We have money. Um, I will call this probably most of Claremont is um, upper middle income. Um, so I just moved salons. I'm at B-Rosey. I'm working uh, with my friend Annie, who... Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her salon structure. She's commission and she's training the healthy, wealthy hairdressers. Mm. Um, she took me breaking all her rules from uh, and I and not because I came in with, well, let me do, let me do what you're doing. Yes, I'm, I'm a booth rental, ugh, booth rental, but I want to be, I love your whole vision and I am part of her tribe, as you will say. Um, 
and it's the first time in my whole career where I feel so at home. I stay after hours um, and I feel part of it. But where I'm not part of it is the pricing. Um, so she's going to coach me. So I'm coachable after all this time of doing hair. And it's I'm raising my prices a little bit and my structure on pricing mostly. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a hairdresser that's like, oh, did we do a haircut today? Because I do a lot of color. And I forget to tuck on the haircut and I'm just charging for color. And it's so uncomfortable because it's going to be a lot more. And I see these people every, some of them every three weeks up to 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And it all should be the same price. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, she's going to be my coach for pricing. And I'm super afraid. But I'm also building a new new client. It's not a new clientele. I'm getting new clients through Instagram. So, of course, I can bring them in. And on the new pricing, um, and it'll be higher. And it's it's very very scary. And she had a talk, talk with me the other day, a nice little sit down. I said, Janet, I really see how hard you work every day, and you're you know you're can I say ass breaking your ass mm-hmm. every day behind sure the chair. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you're breaking your ass every day behind the chair, and you really need to see your work. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I knew this was going to come up because I do want that one super inexpensive hairdresser that's charging less than her junior stylist mm-hmm. with, and I know I have all this education, <laughs> years of education, like mm-hmm. gosh, who knows, but um, how much I've invested in time and money and, missing out on family events and whatever, but I do it because I love it. Exactly. But I think, we so, and I got to like, separate. yeah, exactly. I think what we need to do is the more we educate, our price should reflect that because for you to educate, you have to invest monetary usually or time or something into that. Plus you're giving your client a better experience, a better, uh, you know, overall outcome, things like that. So I think that's different than somebody who's just out of school who hasn't gone to, you know, any education at all. I think really it should reflect in your pricing. One rule of thumb I always go by, if you're going to raise your prices, always do it on November 1st. So, but only do it if you're, you look at your numbers, crunch your numbers, things like that. The reason for doing it November 1st, you let your clients know a couple of months ahead so they don't freak out, but it's holiday time is coming. That's when you're going to be busy because everybody does it after the holidays in the new year. They think new year, new price. Well, the thing is everybody has maxed out their cards, they've done their holiday shopping, they have no money, and then now you're raising your prices. So if you're gonna do, anybody listening, if you're gonna raise raise your prices, do it by or on November 1st. That's my recommendation. That's the best time to do it. That's when people do creative financing and money seems to come out of thin air. (laughs) It sure does, right? Oh yeah. And it gives them, And also it gives them enough time to kind of get used to your new pricing structure. But if you just explain to them, these are my costs, this is what's happening in order for me to give you a much better experience, better service, better techniques, you know, I have to invest. And so basically most people don't mind when you're doing it for them. I like that. That's a great approach. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I, 
yesterday I had a pretty um, intense day, you know, one of those good old 12 hour days and uh, my assistant's on vacation and I don't want to take away from my client's experience. I might be getting off the subject, but not really. Um, and I always want to offer that experience. And um, I love uh, Nina from Passion Squared, how she says, your experience should match the price. Exactly. Always, exactly. no matter what. And I felt a little bad yesterday because I did, I had, I, I do double book, but that's it. And um, I had a point where I was triple booked and I did, I didn't want my clients to feel rushed or, or whatnot. And I, I just told one, cause I kind of saw her look, I said, guess what? I said, she's here an hour early. Cause she lives really far away. I'll do what I can with her to get started. But I want your experiences. I'm here for right now. You have an appointment, you made it, you know, I, and I want to always make sure that happens and it matches any price increase. And I also want, I know I need, I want to, quote unquote, underbook. So increase works for experience, right? Like it helps exactly. Myself personally. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough when you're double booking, triple booking, unless you do have an amazing assistant who can take care of them that they trust. Cause a lot of times they come to you, if you're the colorist, they want you to do it. They don't necessarily want your assistant to put it on for them. Some don't mind if it's a retouch, but if you're doing a whole new color kind of thing with highlights and balayage or some different techniques, sometimes they're paying for you. They want you, they don't want to have the assistant and then they get charged your price, which I know there's some salons that do that. Myself personally, I charge a little bit more, but I also offer one-on-one -on -one experience. I don't double book, I don't triple book. So they get me from the time they come in till the time they leave. And as I say, most people enjoy that because you're giving them that personal, the personal one-on-one -on -one service. Yeah, and they don't feel rushed or you're not, you know, letting their timer go off and 10 minutes more goes by because you're doing this and doing that and, um, I am uh, probably one of those hairdressers like you. I want to give all my attention to them while they're there. And I, the only way I'll double book is if it's just a retouch in between. There's no balayage. There's no creative color. There's no punky colors. No. Or not even a haircut. I won't even book a haircut in between a color because I never know what, what if this person yeah. wants a big change. What if, yeah. you know, they, they, may, they may be late, they may go over time and you're just saying, okay, I only have this 30 minute spot or 15 minute spot, or I can have my assistant blow dry. But these are a lot of things that happen in the salons that I'm finding. That's why clients are leaving. They won't say anything, but that's why they're leaving because they're no longer getting that personal one-on-one -on -one with their stylist because they're always being, being put off to an assistant. So, and they're, they're changing, and this is not with um, anybody directly, but it's something that does happen in the industry, and that's why we're trying to empower you. What I'm saying is, if you raise your price, offer an experience. When you have added value, people don't mind paying more just for you, right? Because they prefer that where they can be comfortable, they can talk to you, not when there's two and three other people in the other chairs, then they feel like a number. Right. So you really have to kind of yeah. create, create that, that environment for that client that they do feel comfortable. Then say clients, 
they'll pay why does one hairstylist charge eight dollars and another hairstylist charge fifteen hundred same same haircut but yet the price is so different it's the experience that that that's where you're getting it you know because they're creating value it's not because i've seen hairstylists uh, big hairstylists that charge 1500 sometimes 2000 and they do a straight box cut <laughs> Yeah. On celebrities, yeah, right? on celebrities, they get a straight box cut, no different than an $8 haircut, but they charge $2,000, right? It's because they have a name for themselves and they have yep. that, that yep. environment, that, that experience. In part two coming up, she'll be talking more about the Olaplex holiday. She'll also be talking about hair bestie, Guy Tang. So be sure to join us. If you'd like to see more of us, Janet and I are going to be doing a new show on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast page right on Facebook. So go to www.facebook.com forward slash Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Make sure to like the page and subscribe. You'll see us there every Monday where you can interact live. We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about salon issues. We're going to be real, raw, and ready for you. So you can be fully interactive. We're going to be there live every Monday. So stay tuned as we send you more information. But for next week, more on the Olaplex holiday, as well as our hair bestie, Guy Tang. If you're interested in coming on the hairstylist um, summit, so basically it's a flip your, flip your wig uh, summit at sea that goes on October 12th to 19th on Symphony of the Seas, which is the world's largest ship. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to hang out. We'd love to see everybody. So you can uh, like the page at www.facebook.com, Summit at Sea, and we'll see you there. And hey, if you want to be a guest, join me. So send me a message, direct message me, personal message me. Make a comment below this uh, podcast if you like, and we'll get you on the show. So we'll see you on the flip side.